Welcome to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. There are many types of Baptists, but being a Baptist once meant that you were a fundamentalist. Over the years, many Baptists have strayed from the fundamentals and thus attack those who remain true to the faith. This podcast will address the issues surrounding what it means to be a fundamental Baptist. Somebody said, Brother House, fundamentalists are changing, aren't they? No, fundamentalists don't change. Folks quit being fundamentalists. God says when the troubles come, He said fight. You can't fight. He said withstand. You can't withstand. He said stand. What does it mean to stand? He said don't change. What? Don't change what? Number one, don't change what you believe. Here we will reason concerning the scriptures about the doctrines we hold dear. We believe in souls being saved, lives being changed, and Bible doctrines being strengthened by the Word of God. We believe in the local church, soul winning, missions, and everything taught in the King James Bible. I thank God tonight for this wonderful Bible. You know, I, I thank God it's a perfect book, and I, I love the Bible. Doesn't need any addition, no correction, nothing taken from it. Thank God tonight for the Holy Bible. I like it just like it is. We are not ashamed of being fundamental Baptists, and we want to encourage others to remain true to the Bible, their Baptist heritage, and to not change what they have been given. You just stick with the book. You can't beat this book. Why does every generation feel that we got to change it just a little bit because our daddy did it as I said, and our granddaddy did it like that, and let's change it just a little bit. You change it, and things that are different are not the same. The same commit thou to faithful men. Thank you for joining us in our discussion of what it means to be a fundamental Baptist. Hello and welcome, David Baker. Welcome to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. And I am your host and have a thought I want to give you today that I think will be helpful and good because um, our thinking is where we get ourselves wrong. It's amazing to see how many people have ended up not being Baptist, not being fundamental, not believing the Bible, changing from so many, um, changing so many different things, going down a path that they never would have thought that they would ever have ended up at. And I believe one of the big things there is understanding that our mindset, or we're going to call it, and it's out there, our worldview is the thing that creates and causes so many problems. So what is our worldview? The worldview is the way you see the world, okay? The illustration is we say, oh, they see the world through rose-colored glasses. What is that? Rose-colored glasses meaning that everything we see is rosy. Everything we see makes the world bright and fluffy. And and uh, so even the most negative things out there, someone that has rose-colored glasses on, they see it as pretty and nice and pink. And uh, that's how we say, okay, they see the world. So your worldview is how you see everything. When you look at everything, you have a worldview that you look through. Um, I wear glasses to be able to see far away. I was in high school and didn't know I needed glasses. I knew I had to squint all the time. And I was with a friend of mine and they had glasses. I said, hey, let me borrow your glasses. And I put them on and the world just, whoa, wow. It was at night. So everything sparkled and was bright compared to the dullness that I used to have and wore their glasses the rest of the night. And then I said, okay, I need to get some. Um, and what happens when we put on different colored glasses, we see the world in a different way. And so I want to give you a little help with that. And what our worldview is supposed to be is Christian. 
is the Bible. And we're to see everything through that worldview. And there's a lot of other worldviews that have gone into our mind and they do affect us. And so, um, so I want to make sure that we understand what that is. Now, this lesson literally uh, could go on for hours and hours and hours. I'll probably revisit this again and give more illustrations of it and apply it different ways. But I want us to understand it. Done a lot of study on this. And when you look at worldviews, there's so many different ways you can look at them. When you see the type of worldviews that are there and what people try to teach from them, then uh, there's so many different ones. When I did a search on worldview, um, literally this group has five worldviews, six worldviews, ten worldviews, three worldviews. And and um, so in order to teach this, spend some time and basically break them all down into three worldviews and then subpoints underneath that. And that makes it easier to understand because this can actually get into the weeds pretty quickly on this. So, um, so uh, if you are at the place where you can take notes, you may want to, uh, or go back and listen to it again to get a view of this. This will help you in the way you see everything. And you'll have a file um, a place to be able to file this when we hear this thought. And this thought is out there, and it is influencing Christians in the wrong way. So uh, the first worldview we're going to talk about is naturalism, okay? Naturalism. And in understanding that, basically, it's the world is just going on in a natural way without God, okay? The world is going in a natural way without God. Now, <clears throat> underneath this, there are subpoints of that. Atheism, agnosticism, Marxism, secular humanism, okay? All those are without God. And sometime we'll deeply go into um, deeply go into those. But under the tab, we have three worldviews we're looking at and some points underneath them. But the first worldview is naturalism, okay? Now, atheism is somewhat dis- different than agnosticism, and uh, atheism is different than Marxism, even though Marxists are atheists. Secular humanism is different than Marxism, even though they're both naturalism, meaning God doesn't play a role. God doesn't play a part. It's the world and the natural flow of the world. And Marxism, after Karl Marx, a father of communism, who wrote the Communist Manifesto and other books to define that, literally his philosophies are responsible for millions of people dying, but it still comes under naturalism. There's no God. And so this is what we need to do as men. We need to have everyone as a commune where everyone's equal. And the phrase uh, uh, from each his ability to each his need, that's not exactly the quote, but you understand the person who has more needs to give more to the person who needs it. And there's nothing wrong if you want to give to somebody in need, but for the government to take it away is not the form of government that we want. And it's amazing how everyone's not equal. Somehow those hierarchy in government always are, quote, more equal. It's amazing how much more they have in the way they live when they're in charge and they make more people peasants and basically slaves through the system. And so the first worldview is naturalism. And in your mind, you're understanding this is the natural way of the world without God. Okay? So uh, again, subpoints underneath that, but the natural way of the world without God. That's number one. Number two, number two uh, is going to be pantheism. Okay? Pantheism. Pantheism is God's in everything. Okay, is God's in everything. And so this is Eastern mysticism. 
This is Buddhism. This is Hinduism. This is New Ageism. This is uh, Taoism, uh, Taoism, T-A-O-I-S-M. Um, and so this is all of that Eastern mysticism religion. And this has filtered, as has atheist worldview, filtered into our Christian worldview. And there are tenets when you hear people teach or preach or talk, uh, like, whoa, what are you talking about? That's not a Bible worldview. That is an Eastern mysticism worldview, or that is an atheistic worldview. You've thrown God out of all of that. And so how should we look at the world? So the first we talked about is naturalism. Without God, just the flow going naturally. Pantheism is God's in everything. Uh, Pantheism. And so Hindu has millions of gods. Nobody knows all the gods of Hinduism. Okay, it's like the people, oh, here's, uh, we'll have this to the unknown God. In case we missed one, we don't want him to be mad. So this one's to you, the unknown God. And it's almost like that. This is uh, where it comes, they can't eat cows because that cow may be a God. That may be your ancestor and we worship our ancestors. And so we'll starve to death before we eat that cow because uh, that may be our ancestor and a God. Okay. So they look at everything through that worldview of God is in everything and everything is in God. This is where you get to Navarna. This is where you get to reincarnation over and over and over and over until you finally reach quote heaven. They don't call it that. They call it Navarna. We're at one with God and one with the spirit world and one in that realm. This is also where you get uh, spirit guides and new agers where they're writing and they say, I didn't write it. I have a spirit guide and the spirit guide wrote this for me. Excuse me, that's demons. Um, That's that's demon accepting a demon into your life, fallen angel calling a spirit guide that's writing for you. And so... When you hear people say, well, this is just what I believe, or I have a spirit that's guiding me, and it's not the Bible, okay, then it's Eastern mysticism. This is a pantheism that God is all and in all, okay? God is all and in all, and how that affects our life. Now, the third one, and forgive me for lumping these together, but in a simplistic way, the third is monotheism, believing in one God believing in one God. Now, just like atheism and agnosticism are different, uh, under monotheism, we can have three or four religions and they are also different. So we're not just monotheistic, we're Christian Bible, King James Bible, monotheistic. That's our worldview. That's the glasses that I put on and that I look at everything through. But monotheism, uh, technically Islam is a monotheistic religion. They believe in one God. Uh, Judaism is a monotheistic religion. They believe in one God. Um, we deal with some guys in jail. They're, they're Rastafarianism, and they are monotheistic. They believe in one God. And so you can have different groups of that. But basically, the thoughts and beliefs in our worldview is supposed to come from the monotheistic worldview. Now, it depends on what your God is. Islam, the God of Islam, Allah, is not the God of Christianity, the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? Different gods, different philosophies, and different worldviews the way we would see everything. So in our worldview model here, we're giving three. 
First one, naturalism. The world flows naturally. There is no God. Number two, pantheism. God is in all and all. Um, God is everywhere in, in everything, in that tree, in that plant, in that animal, in that person, that butterfly. That may be what you're going to come back next as a butterfly. Be nice to the butterfly. That may be you one day. Um, all those kinds of things. And then you have the monotheistic um, frame of mind, worldview. Now, that's why in America they say often the Judeo-Christian values, okay? Or you could say the Judeo-Christian worldview. Some of those things are the same. The Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Those are in both, okay? Um, somewhat of um, Islam is in there. They twist a lot of things, but they say they believe in our prophets. They believe in Abraham, Moses. They believe in Jesus as a prophet. I have led... Um, people that are, um, um, I believe in Islam, I've led them to Christ. And one of the ways that you do that is you talk about the things in which we agree. And so we believe there's one God, you believe there's one God. Now they say we believe in three because three persons, God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. We don't explain them. Oh, why you believe in one God. Okay. And uh, then you say, hey, you believe in the prophets, right? Yes. Believe in Abraham, believe in Moses. They believe in Jesus, but they don't believe Jesus is God. And so what you do is you start to show them that Jesus is a prophet, right? Yes, they believe that. And so a prophet is someone who has to speak truth, correct? Absolutely. If this prophet doesn't speak truth, then they're a false prophet, and they would agree with you. So they say Jesus isn't God, and they say he never claimed to be God. All right, let's look at that. Read through the Gospel of John, and every time you find that the people wanted to kill Jesus and stone Jesus, every time you find that, somehow they just said that Jesus was God. Somehow he just said it. Somehow he just said, I'm God. Before Abraham was, I am. <gasps> you were the I am of Moses before Abraham was, you were? They knew he was saying he was God. They went to kill him. Um, Jesus, uh, I and my father are one. <gasps> they knew what he was saying. They tried to kill him often. Read the gospel of John and look at every time they tried to kill him. And somehow in there, he, Jesus just said that he was God. And when you show that to them, and then you explain to them that, look, your prophet, um, Muhammad didn't even in his own writings, didn't know if he has done enough to get to heaven. And they'll agree. Yeah. I wonder boy, if Muhammad hasn't done enough to get to go to heaven, then how in the world could I have done enough? Then you explain it's not my works because none of us can get there. It's by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, the son of God, who vicariously took all of our sins on his own body and paid for our sins. Um, Muslim Islam believes do more good than bad. And then you get to go to heaven. Uh, again, they define that differently as good. But Getting off track. I don't want you to think that, oh, he's saying monotheistic is all the same. Absolutely not. Totally different worldview of Islam and totally different worldview than Christianity, but it is still a monotheistic religion. We get our beliefs from our God. Naturalism, believe whatever you want, do whatever you want, atheist, agnostic, Marxist, secular humanist, whatever. Pantheism, oh, believe in whatever God, all the gods, all the gods together, everything is a God. Um, monotheistic, God tells us what we believe in. That's our worldview. That's how we're supposed to look at everything, okay? That's how we're supposed to look at everything. So uh, let me give you just a couple samples of this in, uh, in a technical form, and then we'll just take a couple... Um, uh, other thoughts out there. Okay. And so, um, the nature 
of human beings, the nature of human beings. So naturalism says um, they're complex machines, highly evolved animals. Okay, complex machines or highly evolved animals because there's no God in there, uh, nature of human beings. Then um, pantheism says they're spiritual beings, a part of God, mind, one, and all temporarily residing in material bodies. So one is we're just machines or animals. The pantheism, we're spirit, but we're residing in a human body. That's the worldview that they had. Uh, we're just residing in a material body right now, but you may be a butterfly next time. And if you keep evolving and keep evolving, you'll turn into one with the God spirit and you'll be a Nirvana. That's what we're looking for. Okay. Um, and uh, they believe that. By the way, interesting. Uh, did some of that worldview weed into the disciples mindset? Think about this, when they asked um, Jesus, uh, who has sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Did this man sin that he was born blind? Wait, how could he sin and him be born blind unless they believed he was in another life and he had sinned, so now he has to be born blind? Interesting. That's what we're talking about, the worldview. When you don't see the world through a biblical Christian worldview, then you are open to all other kinds of ideas. Interesting. Okay. I don't want to get into the practical yet, but I will. And so, um, so the nature of human beings, atheists, complex machines, or evolved animals. Um, pantheism, they believe human beings are spiritual, um, a part of the God mind spirit temporarily residing in a material body. Christians, what do we believe? Our worldview? We're physical and spiritual beings with personality created in God's image, capable of free moral decisions, now in a fallen condition. Okay? That's our worldview. By the way, totally different than pantheism, totally different than naturalism. Okay? What are we? We're physical and spiritual beings, with personality created in God's image, capable of free moral decisions now in a fallen condition. Okay? Now in a fallen condition. Let me give you one more technical one like this, and then we'll get into some practical ones. So the purpose of human life. Why are you here? Purpose of human life. I want you to see that if you do not have a biblical mindset, then your whole life's going to be off, and it's easy for Christians even not to have that. So the purpose of human life for a naturalist okay, is self-fulfillment, pleasure, service, and betterment of the next generation. Maybe, okay? <laughs> but really, it's more that beginning, self-fulfillment and pleasure. Self-fulfillment and pleasure. Why are you here? For me. Eat, drink, and be merry. Live and let live. If it feels good, do it. That's why they're here. Naturalism. Why else? What else would I do if there's no God? I'm going to cease to exist. I live one life. I'm going to enjoy this one life. Okay. How many Christians, they may not say it, but that's their life. That's their worldview. They have a naturalist or atheist or agnostic worldview. What's life about? Self-fulfillment, pleasure. And if there's anything left, we'll help the next generation. Nothing about God. Okay, the purpose for human life. Pantheism, the purpose for human life is trans, uh, transition toward progression or regression until union with God, mind, one, and all is achieved. So we're supposed to be progressing toward that one mind, toward the nirvana, toward the reincarnation coming back as better and better and better. That's why we're here. 
the purpose for human life is is to progress through a evolving of a person coming back to one day reach nirvana. And by the way, how many people live that way? Christians, they live just to progress themselves, to make themselves better. What's our Christian worldview? Here it is. Establish a loving relationship with God, number one. Realizing personal potential, God made you for a purpose. Serving fellow humans and helping them to find their purpose in life. Wow, totally different. Establish your relationship with God, realizing the personal potential that God has for you, and using that light to help other people to establish that relationship with God and develop their personal potential for life. Totally different. One is all about self, atheist, okay? Self-pleasure. The other is about progressing toward this uh, nirvana to come back better and better. And one is about relationship with God, realizing God made you for a purpose, using that for God and helping other humans to get that relationship with God and to use their potential for life. How, if you had, if somebody else looked at your life at that point right there, how would they say you believe? Not by what you say, but by your life. How much time is spent in that pleasure and self-fulfillment versus the relationship with God and helping other people to have that same thing? Or how much time is spent in just helping yourself to be better? It's, it's self-help, self-help. We're just working on me. I'm in meditation. I'm in yoga. And by the way, that's all Eastern mysticism. I'm not going to go deep into that. You can find that other places. But that is coming from that Eastern, that pantheism God to become at one with yourself. Meditation, yoga, one in mind and spirit and body. That's what they teach. That is Eastern mysticism. That is pantheism. You are just working on yourself, progressing, progressing. Now, should we take care of our temple so we can serve God and help people? Absolutely. Okay, but the purpose of that, it's what glasses we look through. It's our worldview. How do you see that? Okay, how do you see that worldview? That's big and that's important. All right. Now, practically, you apply that to everything. Apply that to everything. Okay, so um, so what we eat. Okay, let's take something very mundane and simple. What we eat. So atheists, their worldview of what we eat is self-fulfillment, pleasure, okay? Feels good, do it. Tastes good, do it. If I like it, I like it, okay? Um, that's theirs. Pantheism, oh, no, don't eat that cow. <laughs> that could be grandpa. Um, eat plants only, and eventually you can evolve so much that you can just live on air. And they have some people who say they've lived on air for years. They haven't needed any food. Their body is so in tune with the universe. Here we go. The universe, what's that? The universal spirit, mother nature, uh, all that stuff. That's not God. God doesn't talk about that. God's the creator, okay? God, monotheistic. God created the world. Mother nature, um, that is getting involved with that world, universal spirit, God, mind. And that's what they would say about food. And so what does God say about food? Um, now, by the way, our God, uh, Muslim and Jewish, so you can't eat these. God said everything's made for you. Take it with Thanksgiving. Take it with Thanksgiving, okay? And the purpose for food is to fuel the body, the temple, so you can do what? Your mission, your purpose, serve God and help people to serve God. 
right? Something simple like that. How do you view food? <laughs> oh, pleasure. By the way, that's how come so many Christians are, their bodies are so messed up physically uh, that they can't serve God. They can't work. They can't take care of their family. They can't serve the Lord because their bodies are messed up. How come? Because they've lived in that realm, not in a Christian God view to take care of the temple of God. They lived in an atheist view. If it feels good, do it. I'm here for self-fulfillment and pleasure, okay? Oh, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't cuss, but boy, do we eat, and that eating is destroying our body. Amen. Preachy, okay? The worldview is to affect everything, big, little, everything, okay? What are you going to do on Sunday? What are you going to do on Sunday? Well, the naturalist view is, what do I feel like doing? Oh, I want to go fishing. I want to go hunting. I want to go camping. I want to go here. I want to go there. I want to go shopping. What do I want to do? Why? Because you're there for self-fulfillment and pleasure. Uh, Pantheist view. Oh, what can I do to get in, in touch with myself? To get in touch with nature? What can I do in meditation or, or just going out to find myself? Okay? And a biblical Christian worldview is what? First day of the week, they assemble together. For the purpose of learning, growing, preaching, teaching, helping, winning, serving the Lord, the Lord's day, uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Hey, that that's that's the worldview I live in. I look at everything through the worldview. What does God want? What does God say? What does God want me to do? Not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Oh, it's no big deal. It's just one Sunday. You do whatever you want to do. Okay, we just got out of the biblical worldview, and now we're in the what? Now we're in the natural worldview. Self-fulfillment, pleasure, do what you want. Everything we do is based on on our worldview, whether we live it or whether we don't, okay? One last illustration, if I haven't made you mad enough. What I want you to do is to take this thing through it and apply it to yourself, okay? Um, someone, I'm teaching this uh, to some people in our church, and they said, uh, well, I need to take notes. I need you to go over that again, and, and feel free to listen to this again if you can. To simplify this worldview, I'm breaking it down into three with subpoints underneath that. Naturalism. The world naturally without God. Pantheism, God's in all and in everything. And then monotheistic, and then ours is Jehovah God, okay? Um, and it is the Bible God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That is our God, our Christian Bible worldview. And we're to look at everything through that worldview, okay? All right, one more, just to make you mad if I haven't. All right, having children. Having children. Remember I said our worldview is to affect everything. When you have glasses on, it affects everything that I see. Rose-colored glasses, everything you see is rose-colored. So your worldview. What's your worldview on children? Um, I don't want them yet. Um, I'm married. We want to just enjoy our life or four kids come in and mess it up. Oh, okay. So you have an atheistic, naturalist worldview for children. No. Self-fulfillment and pleasure. It's all about you. Well, that's what I was counseled to do. You just, you know, uh, use some form of birth control in order to uh, not have a baby so you can enjoy your marriage and your spouse before kids come along and ruin it all. Is that a Bible worldview? Is that a Bible worldview or is that self-fulfillment and pleasure? Self-fulfillment and pleasure. And by the way, if you knew <laughs> how many people that were taught to, I won't get into this. It's a long other lesson, but just take this one thing, an IUD is a popular birth control device that aborts babies. If you believe, as a Christian, life begins at conception, that's our biblical worldview, okay? Uh, life begins at conception, an IUD kills and destroys a conceived baby. 
It doesn't let it attach to the uterine wall to get nutrition and to grow, and it kills it. You don't know about it, so it doesn't bother you because you don't have a biblical worldview that life begins at conception, and an IUD destroys a conceived, fertilized egg, which is a baby. I, I I didn't know that, and you didn't care because how come? We're in that naturalist self-fulfillment and pleasure phase. Now, marriage has great pleasure and companionship and love and intimacy and all that's wonderful. And God gave it there. But for the purpose of what? For the purpose of what? Um, God said the fruit of the womb is his reward. God opens and closes the room. Why do I need to try to stop it or control it? Why can't I just trust God that God will give me what he wants and I can just enjoy the fellowship and pleasure with uh, my wife the way God made it to be and leave the children up to God? Oh, you've gone into meddling now. Again, it's our worldview. It's how we see everything, okay? Pantheism, God is all in all. Uh, How do you want to do that? Our mindset thinking should be everything is biblical, Christian, the Bible, on everything. It applies to every area of our life. What is a biblical worldview on those things? Okay. Hey, we'll talk about that again. If you have a question for me, you can send it to the fundamental Baptist podcast at gmail.com. The fundamental Baptist podcast at gmail.com. If you have questions about this, or if you want to throw a topic out, it's okay. How would this fit with those worldviews uh, to be able to do that? And when you go along in life, look at everything and go, okay, worldview, atheist or naturalism, biblical, and then pantheism. Look at those three worldviews and, and see that thought You'll be amazed how many things you see that Christians do and say that do not apply to a biblical Christian worldview. They apply to that pantheism, Eastern mysticism worldview, or the naturalist, atheistic uh, worldview. Okay? Hey, enjoy the thoughts about it, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. If you have any questions, you can email us at the Fundamental Baptist Podcast at gmail.com.